Hey everyone, welcome to Grace, Grind, and Growth, the podcast. I am your host, Deja Woodard, and thank you for joining me today. On today's episode, I invite one of my friends, Sean Fredericks, to come join me and just chop it up and have an honest conversation about some of his college experiences. Um, Sean is an amazing creative who writes, speaks, um, has his own podcast. He actually has a couple podcasts, um, and he'll give us a little bit more insight into what that looks like and how his journey has been through college. Hey, Sean, welcome to Grace Guard and Growth. What's good? What's good? I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. What's good with you, Dave? Not much. How you been? I mean, I've been kind of, I've been busy as usual. Like, I'm been, I've been web swinging between, like, campuses like crazy. Okay. Because people feel like, you know, you got to be here and you got to be there. And no, and there's no teleporter for me to use. Oh, so, goodness. So I got to, you know, put on my put on my Nikes and just do it. You feel me? <laughs> so, Sean, for um, the listeners who have not met you before, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, what you're studying, where you're from, and then some things that you enjoy doing outside of your academics? Okay. Um, for the small minority that does not know me yet, let me stop. <laughs> the, no, okay. I was about to say the narcissism. The narcissism. <laughs> um, for the people out there who don't know me, my name is uh, Sean Federicks. I am an Africana Studies major, and I'm from Durham, North Carolina, nine one nine, straight out the bull. You feel me? You already know what it is. You know how. Let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> so. What I like to actually enjoy doing outside of the classroom, that's crazy because I enjoy a lot of things. So, for one, I enjoy podcasting. I am the host of the Sean Soapbox, and I'm also the host of the Quay and Wave show with my boy Wave, also known as Austin Bottling. Shout out to the homie. And we just be, it's a culture podcast, and we just like, just be talking about the culture, man. And outside of podcasting, I write. I do a lot of columns slash news stories with the Nubian. I did some work with Technician. I speak. I speak. I spoke at uh, Tough Talks, and I spoke at the uh, Wolfpack Speaks for the Communications Department. That was last year. And what else I do? <clears throat> I used to actually. I used to act. Uh, I did like one show out here for the theater department my first semester here and that's something i miss doing but i, I also enjoy acting and I just watching i didn't even plays. know that about you okay <laughs> that's something i really don't like broadcast to people because like a lot of people don't see that when they like see me they, like they don't see a lot of things but like i definitely enjoy like act like the theater theater just in general that's what i was trying to figure out figure out the word to say it was the uh, I enjoyed theater. And I enjoyed like the arts and stuff like that. Love going to museums. That's another thing I enjoy. The history museum, the art museum, all them do great work out here in Raleigh. And yeah, that's just me. I just love arts, culture, culture in like so many different uh ways. So that's just me. I'm very much a cultural consumer. Okay, okay. Um, so if you're new here, you obviously heard a lot. And so we're going to touch on a few things because I have questions. I always, we, you know, go back and forth with questions all day, but like, I got a lot of questions. 
And we're going to touch on this new podcast, too, because you ain't going to just come in here and drop that on me like you had told me before, which you didn't. But that's not where we're going to start off. So I want to start with um, you being a transfer student, because actually, I do want to acknowledge that I think that you might be the first guy that ha- that I've had on this podcast. Hey. <laughs> hey. But I just wanted to take a minute to acknowledge that. Um, so back to being a transfer student. I just want to know what your experience with college has been like um, just transferring to a school like NC State. And then, um, you know, I guess your thoughts around how smooth the transition was or wasn't and what it's like finding, you know, your spot and that sense of belonging and stuff like that. Cool, cool, cool. Well, being a transfer student was the first part is like very, very like challenging because like. And like especially like spring transfers, NC State don't really like kind of equip you for success, cause like I had to learn, I had to learn, like basically the streets had to tell me about MSA and like the African American Cultural Center, like they like orientation really ain't doing me no type of favors. Like they literally sat me down, tally, gave me ice cream, and said, "Oh, go uh, live long and prosper," and I'm just like, "Dang, that's crazy." So like I didn't even get no tour. I had to find out through, like, word of mouth. Like, I legit found out about the culture center through word of mouth. Like, they was like, yo, like, you should go to the culture center. I was like, we have a cultural center? That's crazy. <laughs> oh, we got a women's center? That's crazy. Shout out to the women's center. Like, <laughs> oh, we got, like, a, we got MSA? That's crazy. Like, bro, Multicultural like, Student Affairs is MSA. Oh, yeah, yeah, because there's two different MSAs. There's the Muslim Student Association, shout out to them, and there's the uh, Multicultural Student Affairs, like you said. And, yeah, I had to find out, like, the hard way, bro. That's how, and I think it's through that is how I, kind of, I found my spot is just through work because I had to figure out, like, what worked for me. Um, and I had to figure out also, like, where, did I, where do I find community? Where do I fit? And it was kind of hard because... I came from a predominantly like black background, uh, when it comes to like my education. So like, so my previous education, excuse me. So high school, predominantly black. Middle school, predominantly black. Community college, predominantly black. And so like, I was definitely like out here like trying to find like a community like that reflected, that reflected that. <clears throat> so when I was out here and it was just like this PWI. Like, so the thing is, they kind of fooled me, bro, because when I took the tour, I thought it was so diverse. Like, I remember the per- first person who, like, helped the helped my tour, gr- tour group out because, like, again, like, we lost the tour group, so we was left on our own. It's a whole, that's a whole story. Wow. <laughs> but, like, so, like, me and, like, the tour group I was with uh, from the community college I was um, attending, uh, we was, like, out here just, like, at NC State near Tally. And I remember just feeling like, wow, NC State so is so big, man. And there's, like, so many different people here. But then, like, when I actually got here, I was like, yo, I've been lied to, bro. <laughs> no, not lied to. <laughs> because I was like, I thought it was, like, diverse, diverse. But then it was just like, oh, it's just white people and some level and, like, other people. And, like, some, t- some form of diversity. But, like, not a lot. Not as much as I thought it would be. And so, like, I... It kind of, it was shocking to me. And part of that shock, I I didn't really have an outlet to cope with for a long time until, like, I started working for the Nubian Message. Shout out to the Nubian Message. And it wasn't until I was in that 
I guess, space of working through this kind of culture shock that I kind of found my place. It it just kind of happened. It wasn't planned. I didn't intend to like, like, I didn't intend to be as, be like any type of face for any type of thing. I kind of, it just kind of happened. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's just. Yeah. Like, I just wrote my articles and, like, posted them wherever. And then, like, I just, I, that's what I was just doing because I just wanted to to be heard. And people heard me and, like, they they respected it. They loved it. And that's right. That's where we at right now where, like, people just, like, show up. Just, like, not show up, but, like, they see me randomly on campus and be like, yo, I read that article, da 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 and I'm still not used to that, bro. But yeah, that's just kind of like how I kind of found my fit was on accident. But it was a happy accident because I was able to kind of like find what worked for me and what I, how I can serve others and serve uh, my community. And I think ironically, like that was the perfect fit for you because. I can't imagine you not doing something creative, like whether it's speaking, your own podcast, writing. Oh, and for context, um, the technician and the Nubian are both um, school newspapers that Sean writes for um, and has been writing for for years. I think a couple yeah. of years at least. Yeah, a couple of years. A couple of years now. Um, I'm definitely the old man of the newsroom. If you don't go somewhere. <laughs> um, I mean, but, I was cane shopping the other day. Get out of here. Um no, but I think that a lot of times, um, especially when you come to a PWI, you have to be aware of your surroundings. Like you have to, it's something that you're just mindful of. And so you have to be more, a little bit more intentional. I'd like to think about, you know, where you want to spend your time and like um, pursuing opportunities that maybe are more readily available for others. Yeah, like you're just very aware of just like how it's kind of like what what W. E. B. Du Bois talks about when it comes to like double consciousness, like you're conscious of like how of yourself, but you're also conscious of like how others like see you, and so like when you're walking in certain spaces, you recognize like hey, like this is like not not necessarily like disrupting the norm, but it's like definitely like different from the norm. So you kind of just kind of like finesse from there. And just kind of like find your not like find, both find your fit, but like find where you thrive too. So that's another thing. Kind of like try to find what is find that synergy basically between this space serves me and I serve this space basically. And that's what kind of like I learned here, like at PWI, is learning that kind of the components for my type of synergy what works for me is finding like a outlet or like a space where like I can be creative and also I can kind of like serve as like a team captain you know what I'm saying kind of like that's necessarily like leadership but kind of like lead with others so like like right now I'm like a podcast manager for like WKNC and so part of that is like working with other podcasters and doing some like I'm doing some video work too about to, and just doing different projects. I'm not sure if I talk, should talk about that, but yeah, like <laughs> that was like that was like a scoop you just got. Um, yeah, and so like I found that like that synergy for me, like what works for me, what makes me feel the most like like gratifying, I guess, is like 
finding that environment that kind of like brings out the best in you and like at a pwi it's not always readily available you kind of have to find it and sometimes create it yourself like you gotta be right definitely gotta be entrepreneurial in that aspect where it's just like you don't see something you got you got created like if you don't see the table you gotta like go to the woods man bring out that axe start chopping down some wood oh my goodness (laughs) start making the table get you a little get you a little roly (laughs) i'm over it okay (laughs) okay so while you've been here though you've done a lot um and i think that you've intentionally pursued certain things like studying abroad um which i think is tremendous actually i didn't well i did but i technically didn't so here's the thing about that Elaborate, most definitely gotta elaborate on that one. okay so i did want to study abroad but like i picked my major because like it forced me to study abroad so like if if I came here without uh the whole requirement of studying abroad, like I probably wouldn't have because like I was tired. <laughs> okay, wait. So you okay? So you were international studies. Yes. And then now you're Africana studies. Yes. And international studies requires you to travel abroad. Yes. But Africana doesn't. Nope. Okay. But you know you studied abroad when you were still international studies. Oh yeah, I finessed them for that money. Yeah. Um. Okay. Anyway, so where'd you go? I went to Ghana. Which is in West Africa. So it's the like it's part. Of, it was called. It. I don't know. Where should I start with Ghana? Because I love Ghana. Shout out to Ghana. Uh, who I love Ghana so much. Like it was like. So like Ghana is a West African nation. It's like the most stable West African nation, in over like over in that region. Uh, besides like uh, I I guess Nigeria, and. Ghana is just like such a different place because like it was also the year of the return too. So like all people from like diaspora was coming back. So we had like met some people like there was some people from Haiti, there was people from the Caribbean, all types of people were coming back to Ghana. It was just like this crazy like you don't really like like respect the diversity within like the black like like the larger like global black community. But like when you study abroad somewhere like in Africa and like you go to like one of the kind of like because we was in Accra which is kind of like the because <clears throat> you see more and more now again I'm getting kind of in my international studies back like you see, like every like nation not not every nation but every like region where it's like West Africa uh Australia South Africa um even here in the United States we all have like a multicultural type of city whether it's like New York City Johannesburg uh in Australia you have Sydney and in West Africa, you have uh, Accra, which has all types of people from everywhere. So, like, it's black people from, like, from all over the world. And it's also, like, Asian people. You can see some white people. Like, you see, like, people from all over the world. And, like, it was crazy having that experience of, like, going to Africa. Because, like, when I first thought about going to Africa, I was a little, like, I was a little bit kind of, like, I didn't know how to feel about it. Because it's, like, you you're returning in this in a weird way it feels it's a place you've never been to but like you know it you know you know of it like you've been told about it (laughs) and so no i'm just saying like it's it's kind of like a it's like a myth within itself of just like you know africa like you know that's where all human beings came from that's where you know all the riches of like nations came from like all the gold came from all the diamonds came from right so it's 
it's just amazing just like just the thought of just like going back there and like in a, in a weird way returning even though i never it's like return to a place you've never been to and it's just like a weird place and i didn't know how 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 i would feel coming out of it that was the thing that kind of spooked me the most was like if i traveled to europe i probably wouldn't think about it too much if i like yo i'm gonna enjoy europe and come back and be fine but like traveling to africa i was like i know it was gonna like kind of like touch my spirit like foundationally and i wasn't sure like how i was gonna come back was i was i gonna come back mad was i gonna come back much more like you know power to the people was i gonna come back speaking was gonna come back speaking swahili like (laughs) like was i gonna come back like being like a hotel like with the whole little hat and just like (laughs) but like that's not what happened and that's the weird part about it is like i couldn't predict what was gonna happen because like it was the one it was an adventure every day because how the like the trip was set up it was like it was like four four weeks i think where we just kind of like was in the van like just traveling around to different parts of ghana so yeah we was in accra for a little bit but then we went to the east then we went like to the west then to the north and we saw all different aspects of africa not just no no, excuse me not africa because africa is a continent not a country africa we saw parts of ghana and that's important because like of what ghana kind of like represents because it's like it was built as like a pan-african nation within itself that's like that's what like the black star is for in the the flag and so yeah yeah so how did okay you just unloaded a whole lot on me so you let's just go back uh, for a second and talk about how you actually came back because you said going in you weren't sure how you were going to come back and how you would feel and stuff like that so like I feel like just because you know I've studied abroad too and I feel like you spend a lot more time with your feelings and reflection like after you leave as opposed to like while you're there like when you're there you experience and you go and you run from this place to the next place and you do all the things you can while you're there but then you actually like think about it like dang I really just went here and did this and dang like I can't believe this happened or I, wow, I can't believe I saw that. Like, what did you leave feeling like? And what were like some of your highlights or what was, uh, what was your biggest highlight? Like, what can you always recall as if it just happened? So like, no, what's funny about that is, is like we were challenged by the class to reflect daily or like write a journal and stuff like that. But it wasn't until, like, after the trip was over, like you said, that I could actually, like, settle with my feelings. Because I feel like journaling at right after the day, kind of, like, you just get raw reaction versus, like, true reflection. And it's, like, two different things between that. There's a difference between, like, yo, know, an event just happened to me. That's my, like, my first, second, or, like, reaction versus, like, kind of, like, having time, like, time, time to, like, really, like kind of like peel back the layers of like what just happened and stuff like that and kind of go through the different perspectives and different emotions and and all that so I say all that to say that my kind of like my final conclusion like my feelings like coming back from Africa was definitely like I felt healed uh I healed from a lot of hurt that I knew was there but I didn't like kind of like knew the depth of it and I I learned how to heal too. That's another thing. I, it's not just I healed, but I learned how to heal. 
and it was just because it it was because of like one one event in particular it was the spiritual walk to this uh rainforest which was like where the like the slaves took their last bath and like kind of like praying at the river and i remember just feeling so in touch with like my spirit and like and the energy around me and just being attuned like so many times we get like busy especially here in the united states we get like busy with so much like uh not trivial but like kind of like not huge like very distract it's very distracting like being here in america sometimes like it's very distracting it's like apps and messages and people and different things that like kind of pull your attention and you don't have time to kind of like to kind of like attune to your like your higher spirit your higher like being and stuff like that and so like being able to tap into that where the ancestors were was kind of like the moment that like things kind of like click for me and it clicked for me hard because i didn't know i was carrying like so much pain if that makes sense like if you ask me on a daily basis on a daily basis like i'm gonna say yeah i'm good i'm okay but I didn't know how much, like, stuff I was carrying, whether it's, like, reading about, like, slavery, reading about, like, all the stuff that happened, even the stuff that goes on today with police brutality and all that. I didn't know how much baggage I was carrying with all that, even though I did. Like, I definitely had, like, experiences related to that type of stuff. But, like, I've never really, like, been directly hit with it, like, and thank God. But... And I've had my own, like, stuff, too. But it wasn't until, like, I was there and, like, I kind of understood just, like, how many sacrifices were made just just so that I'm just here, you feel me? Like, how many people suffered just so that I'm here? Like, just to, like, think about that whole kind of, like, movement from, like, those, their people getting pulled from, like, their homes and stuff like that to get on a boat then getting shipped off and then get here like in the united states and then so many years passed so many different things happened and i'm not i'm here coming back and just like now learning their story learning what's what they went through and that's where i learned kind of like how to heal from like trauma is like it's to understand it's to have clarity it's to kind of peel back the layers just kind of like find knowledge and see things as they are and not what you want them to be is the ultimate uh way to heal and move on is to kind of like kind of have some kind of have like like some judgment about it just kind of like not judgment in the sense of like condemnation but like judgment in the sense of like assessing looking at things from multiple perspectives and then seeing it for what it is and just being like okay that's what it is okay cool so yeah like africa kind of like lifted a lot a lot of my um lifted a lot of like uh pain from my heart and it kind of like changed my writing as well if you see my writing it's it's still like i always carried a passion with me but i didn't realize how much of that passion was coming from like that place of pain and i was just like a place of just like um just just natural passion like a lot of like the angst was removed and now just coming from a place of clarity and so, like, my writing is less, like, challenging, I would say. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to kind of, like, rock the boat or disturb, or disturb things like I kind of, like, used to do. 
and some people are gonna kill me for that, but like it's <laughs> <laughs> but like that's just kinda like where I'm at as far as like like certain things are are what are what they are and it's just like it's not that there's no use in like trying to change things. I've never been like on that boat. I'm definitely still trying to change things, but I'm like I'm doing it in like a different way in a less like kind of like trauma inducing way or like a painful way just kind of like instead of just projecting pain i want to project healing i want to project project peace and like kind of like let that breathe so kind your of perspective shifted yeah 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 most definitely okay okay wow that sounds like an amazing experience like all I can say is wow, because I mean, you only shared one highlight, and if that one experience did, you know, even half of what you just said, like wow. And it, I mean, I can't even imagine because your pro your program was like a month long, you said. Yeah, like four weeks, I guess. And so, just going from activity to activity or day to day, new experiences. You, I bet you had a lot to unpack for sure. Oh, yeah, because, like, the thing was, we did a lot of that type of work of, like, uh, walking through slave camps, walking through, like, the whole... We walked through, basically, the whole journey of how, like, the slave trade. We basically walked through all that all the way up to the end of it, which was the culmination, which is, like, going through the door of no return, which is, like... Because at Elmina Castle, which is the slave castle we was... I I think it's called Elmina, because it's two slave castles, but I remember the name Elmina. And the Elmina Castle is um it's a kind of like an international type of monument now like even obama like been it's like been through there and when you look at elmina castle and you see like what like the slaves like went through and all that because we went through like the male dungeon and the uh, female dungeon and then see like going through the door no return it's just kind of like it hits you it hits different it hits different because it, it hits you on such a like Wow, I really like went through like their their like their journey, like not like their journey in sense like going through the ship, but like everything that kind of led up to it, and how much like pain is kind of in that, and how much just like <sighs> human, like how heavy that is, mm-hmm. and you feel you feel the weight of it, but. Is also a kind of like release as well, just knowing okay, that's that's the weight that was carrying, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like that was also how like is going through Elmina Castle and just seeing everything and walking through that castle, you just felt so much weight to it. It feels so heavy, but after you're done with it, you like walk through the door, no return, and you kind of see like. You see, like, like as human beings, we have, like, a common destiny. And a lot of times, the reason why these atrocities happen is because we don't see that. We see other people as lesser. But every human being has, like, a inherent value and dignity. And that's what kind of gets lost when we get in all, in all the BS, honestly. But that's why I saw in Elmina Castle is just, like, yo, like... We're people, and we're people with, like, a common destiny. And so, like, that's why I'm just trying to, like, project on people now. It's just kind of like, yo, like, we may come from different cultures. And I'm not trying to all lives matter. Definitely not. But, like, I see the... I'm kind of just been kind of, like, I see... Like, I look at humanity different. 
now than before. Before I thought it was just like, you know, we're kind of like, we're all different people. Like, you know, we're just, like, we're just so different. And it's like, yeah, we're, like, we're different, but it's just like, we also have like a common destiny. We're all still like human. We're still a part of like humanity and stuff like that. So that's kind of like when my perspective kind of like shifted because it went from like, you know, I am black. I'm from this culture. I'm a black man, but now I'm a black man in this in the world versus just like oh, I'm just a black American, and like that's like my that's my shtick. That's everything. But like, no, like I'm a human being and I'm part of this like this bigger thing. Like I'm a like now a small part. Because, like, I feel everybody has value. Everybody has something to contribute. And you can never know, like, how influential somebody is. But, like, I'm a part of a bigger whole. And so, like, that's why, like, I saw there was that I have my place. And my place is a part of this bigger puzzle, which is, like, humanity. So, yeah. <laughs> you can't just end with a so, yeah, after all that. Wow. Okay. had to take a little bit of a break after all that that was just unloaded um but now that we're back um we're gonna pick up with personal development because i feel like you've done a lot of that um and i just want you to share kind of like your intentions your motives behind some of the things that you do like i know for example um and I think you touched on this earlier, you've been a social innovation fellow, um, you've participated in Tough Talks, which is our university's version of a TED Talk, um, and then, of course, like, writing and how you've seen your growth through all of your um, pursuits, if you will. Oh, yeah, 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 like, so, I always came with the attention of, like, I wanted to it came from definitely like a place of like I didn't realize it at first like if you told me like why I wanted to do it I'll say something simple as like yeah I just want to help people like that's why I wanted to like do this or I just want to be a leader and stuff like that but honestly it came from a place of like I wanted to see I saw I saw I, I saw myself again as like a bigger part of a whole and I wanted to contribute something to the world. So I guess it came from a place of like justice in the same, in a sense of like, I want to see like a more just world. And so like, I want to like be part of like the solution. So like, that's kind of like why I did like something like the social innovations fellow, the fellowship, because like I saw it as like a way of like, Oh wait, I can contribute my talents and my, and my uh, abilities to something to like a, not just a cause but to like a actual venture slash organization that could deliver some type of not just like relief but like like systemic change like well, that's one thing about the social innovations fellowship that kind of like stuck with me was like going past like 
charity going past like piecemeal type of stuff into like really systemic change really like that type of change that kind of like lasts you get what i'm saying like you kind of like you kind of like leave the world a better place than when you left it and so yeah that's kind of like where i kind of came from where like the last stuff i did is that i wanted to leave a world leave the world a better place than when i left it or where i found it i should say and yeah that's kind of like the basic intention and it kind of like i grew a lot with that intention because i had to realize like i'm also human and like i can't do everything and like i'm not the end-all be-all uh solution like i'm not the there's other great people with great ideas and like i learned that especially uh when i became a young people for a fellow and young people for is a social justice uh leadership development program which is like a year long and that's when like i had to like commit to like what was like my solution for like social justice and that's where like the idea for like a digital learning platform even like came from because i was challenged like okay so what are your like ideas like what do you actually want to do to change the world and just like wow like so i had to think had to reflect and then like i came up with that and i was just like that's what made sense to me at the time and it still makes sense to me now and so like i'm excited to build a bond like after college is over like i wanted to do while i was in college but i was like starting a non-profit while you're trying to do like full-time classes is just not a move (laughs) (laughs) it's just not the move but yeah that's just kind of like my thing when it comes to like my attentions for like why i do the things that i do is that i just wanted to i just i just have the drive to kind of like be great and part of like being great is not just yourself but kind of like how you kind of like transform certain spaces like whether you're like lebron james or like he like he like does great on a basketball court but also transforms his community or even like kobe where like he kind of like challenges everyone around him to be better just through his work ethic i feel like great people transform things they they don't leave things in a status quo type of thing it's kind of like the uh, the quote was just like uh, it applies. It it, it was is is a feminist thing, but like I feel like it applies like even outside of that, where it's just like, uh, well-behaved women don't like like don't change the world or something like that. I could be messing that up. I've never heard this quote. What I've what? I've seen it on, like I've seen it like screenshot a couple of times. It's just a, it's going against the whole like, uh, women need to be like this well-behaved like docile type of thing. And just, like, showcasing, like, you know, like, women in history who didn't, like, stay in their place, quote-unquote, change the world. And that's very much the truth. Got you. And so, for, like, for me, it's just, like, like, just, like, going from that and just understanding that just, like, I want to be kind of, like, a good force in the world, like, a good thing in the world. Just try to do my best to kind of, like be a change in the world and then like be the change that i want to see so that's just kind of like my intentions and how i grew like in that and like i learned to have like a a heart for justice that just like that keeps going if that makes sense because your heart keeps beating keeps beating until like it doesn't 
and so like that's kind of like mechanically how I've kind of like treated my intentions is that I gotta like feed it I have to like make sure the mechanism is like working at its best capacity so I always do things that like challenge me so like the social innovations fellow fellows like challenge me in a way then YP4 challenged me even harder and now I'm challenging myself to like do better and to like start to be that what to kind of like achieve my ambitions that it starts with myself like nobody's gonna like give me the opportunity not to say that I can't get the opportunity or there's not nobody out there who can like help me out and like give me the opportunity but like it starts with myself yeah you gotta decide for yourself to act right and so like that's kind of like where I'm at and where like I kind of like that's kind of like where this journey has brought me to is just that place of just like Yo, it kind of starts with me, and this is what I want to do, and this is how I'm going to accomplish accomplish it. And yeah, that's just yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, how did you take all of these passions and interests and start your podcast, Sean Soapbox? Oh yeah, the soapbox is like so. The soapbox is like a culmination of me actually getting more confident in my voice, which is a weird thing to say. Cause like no, it's not. No, <laughs> actually, it's not weird at all. <laughs> it's like this. Like I've always been interested in podcasting, and I've always is. It's also one of those things where like I always wanted like the approval of somebody to like before I like I would actually do it. So the, for the longest time, I always said like, "Yo, I'm gonna start a podcast, or I want to do this, I want to do that." And what it was was like I be uh I wanted to start it up like a podcast about like for like the Nubian message but there wasn't just like there wasn't there wasn't really like space for that and so like I kind of just like left it there because like Deshaun Soapbox the name comes from like Nubian actually because like that was the name for my column that was that was like the the tag for it was like Deshaun Soapbox and then insert whatever I was going to talk about or rant about (laughs) (laughs) and so and so like I took that and made it into like my podcast over at KNC because they had an opening for like podcast manager because I always wanted to be a DJ for like uh, WKNC because like Keila Keila Davis uh, who was like a who was like the editor of New Me Message and a great friend of mine shout out to Keila she always told me like you know you should you should DJ for um, WKNC is like it's pretty like it's pretty lit and so I was like okay bet and so like I always applied. Always got rejected <laughs> for the longest until like. But you're uh, persistent. Oh yeah, I'm very persistent. I was like, when I heard that I didn't make it, I was like, okay, cool. I was trying again. <laughs> I'll see y'all later. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I most definitely did because like it was a, it was like twice, and then like the third time I was just like, it was the summer too, so I was just like. Yeah, I'm gonna get this t- this time. I'm gonna get it this time, and I did. <laughs> I was like, and I went through the process, became a DJ, and then uh, there was an opening for a podcast manager. I applied. I applied late too, <laughs> and but I still got in. Did my interview, and I'm podcast manager now. And shout out to uh, Laura Mooney for like everything she does, like. KNC is just a wonderful place to like work, bro. Honestly, it's so creative and like I'm always doing something different. I love KNC and I love being podcast manager. That has nothing to do with like what 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 became the Sean Soapbox. That's kind of like all the background stuff. And 
So part of being podcast manager, I have to start a podcast. Like so, like I was like challenged to like, yo, you gotta start a podcast. So I was like, uh, what do I want to do? I kind of want to do this. Like I wanted to, originally, it wasn't gonna be the Sean Soapbox. I was gonna start like a. So you know how like campus, like how all these old buildings, all these old buildings like that are like decrepit. Like how they have like, <laughs> like 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 how they have um, like how they have uh, ghost stories and stuff. I was gonna I was gonna make a podcast about that about the ghost really? stories around campus. It's going it was going it's going it was going to be called uh, Campus Ghost Stories, but then I was like that's too much work because <laughs> like. I was like, that means I gotta be scary, and it's hard for me to be scary. I look like a teddy bear. Like nobody's gonna take me seriously. <laughs> like, so I was like, okay, what can I do? And then I thought about all the other podcasts I was listening to, whether it was like Joe Button's podcast or Joe Rogan's podcast. There's a lot of Joes, and so <laughs> and so like I was just thinking about all those podcasts about how it was just them, their personality, the whole podcast center on them, and I was just like, you know what? forget about all these other topic podcasts like what about what's interesting to me let me do something that's about me and that's what and that's where it started and that's why why we had the sean soapbox now and it's ironic that you did to me it's ironic that you didn't think to do that first because i feel like you like you are notorious for having something to say whether it's like you know your stance on it is like your own obviously and it varies but like you always have something on your mind or you have a perspective on something or you have like an opinion that you want to share and that you're comfortable with giving. And so I don't even know why you would think to do anything, but with you, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm glad that you found your way there, but like, what, excuse me? Like how did you start anywhere else? Like, I don't even think I realized that you were thinking about doing that. Like I would have told you quick, fast and in a hurry, like if you don't stop and just <laughs> do what you already do, but on a podcast, because you literally, always have input like you always have something to say you always have an idea you always have um a running list of stuff you know and wow i can't believe you just told me that because <laughs> i'm glad that you ended up where you are but like i can't believe you considered it doing anything else but i'm happy that you're here um and i'm happy that you not only have one podcast but you have two so what's the second one about so the second one, so again, it was not it was not intentional. It was a complete accident. That was it was a happy accident. So I was doing an episode of Sean Soapbox with uh with my with my friends Elikum and Uganda, and they brought my homie Austin with them, and so like Austin wasn't supposed to even be there. <laughs> like, like this, like this, like that's how I chill. I am as like a just a creative like. Like, oh, you want to be on the pod? Cool. Like, let's just do this. Like, just see, just, just for the content, just see what happened. And it was great energy in the room. We all had, like, a conversation. It was, like, really, do- really, really dope. And so, like, Austin was like, yo, like, I like podcasting. Like, we need to do an episode. I'm trying to get on the pod. I was like, okay, that's dope, bro. So, we're we going we gonna to work our schedules out, and then we're going like, to do something. And so, it we eventually met up in the studio. And what happened was... It was different. It was way different from. It was different like the time. It was different even when we did like the uh, the Sean Soapbox. Like it was a whole different episode uh, that time. And then like when we got to like when it was just me and Austin, it was just different. Like you know how like you kind of feel the energy in the room is just like it's kind of different. 
from like like something like regular. Like it was different from like when I interviewed you or when I interviewed Tony or when I interviewed like Soraya. It was like a different type of energy. It was a lot more like it was a lot more kind of like like chaotic and a lot more like creative and a lot more just like not chaotic in a bad way but in that sporadic it was much more like I could kind of just like I didn't have to organize my thoughts I could kind of just say it and like me and Austin would just like bounce off just saying whatever and I never really like had that before like that because like you I have that in the sense of like outside the station like I could talk to certain people and just like bounce off them like that but to have that like on a podcast was just like amazing. So like that Sean Sobosh just transformed into something different. And that's and now it's like the Queen Wave show because like I couldn't call this like a soapbox episode. It didn't feel like it. That would be dishonest. And that would be like downplaying like the difference in energy and vibe that we was like working on. And so I was like, yo, bro, like we need to turn this into this is something different. We gotta turn this into like a its own thing, and so like we started recording like episodes after like another episode, and so like a lot of it was just like we gotta record the three episodes, and we got there, and then we had to get like the art and all this type of stuff, and like get it so like get it to where like it could be packaged well, because that's another thing about it too. It became kind of like my baby in the sense of like. I wanted this to be well packaged, well produced, and and basically kind of like be in my bag a little bit <laughs> when it comes to like, because this was like the first podcast like I felt great about in the sense of like, yo, I will listen to this. I still don't listen to my episodes after I do them. Like, <laughs> I'm the same way. Why are you like this? Why are you like this? What's the logic behind it? I'm curious. I can't, you know, criticize you for it because I do the same thing and that'd be hypocritical. But why are you like this? What's the logic? So, like, for me, it's about, like, okay, so it's two things. One is about my hustler's, like, mentality. Like, it's kind of, like, been there, done that. Like, what's the next thing? Um, Like, I still, like, do my thing as far as, like, sharing it out to different, like, platforms and different things like that. But me, myself, I wouldn't listen to it. Uh, the second part is just like I'm still not used to my voice uh, being played back for me. Like, I felt that one. That one <laughs> hit home. Like that's kind of like the real second part. I'm still not used to my voice. Like I remember I was helping somebody out, uh, helping somebody out in the studio. Uh, who was it? Nillin. Nillin. Shout out Nillin. Um, I was helping Nillin out in the studio, and um, he was telling me about like, do you ever get used to your like your voice being played back? I said no, absolutely not. I'm still not used to it. <laughs> it's honest though. That's honest. I mean, I think I've listened to like maybe one or two episodes a couple times, like after I've put them out. But honestly, I, I don't think I did that until somebody like called me out on something that I said. And they're like, Deja, you said this. Like, you got to remember what you say and you got to live by it. Like, they were basically checking me, but it was accountability. So it was okay. Um, and so I went back and listened to the episode and I was like, dang, you know what? I'm right. I need to take my own advice. Like, it was one of those moments, but it wasn't like, Oh, I just re-listen to episodes just because, because I think that just being creative, like I have friends who will do, let me think, they'll just do like certain things like writing 
they don't go back and read their blog post or, you know, like they don't really stay with it too long. Like they spend the time with it, curating it. And then once they put it out there, it's out there. And like you said, they're on to the next because they're like been there, done that. Okay, that's done. What's, what's the next project? Like what's after that? They got that forward looking mentality and they feel like, I mean, I think it's really good to take a minute and like reflect and be like, okay, this is what I did. This is what worked. This is what didn't. But like, I just think that's funny that you said the same thing and we both have similar reason reasonings behind it. Yeah. Cause like as a creative, like when you express something like, cause like sometimes creation is kind of like you expressing something that you held on for a minute. And so like when you express that, it's kind of like you're not holding it no more. So you're just kind of like moving on to make space for something else. And so, like, that's kind of, like, my reasoning of it was, is, because, like, even, like, even, um, what was it? Like, I, I won, like, a storytelling, like, competition, and, like, I still haven't looked back at the recording of it. Like. We talked, okay, <laughs> wait, nah, we got to talk about this, because I was on your podcast at this point, like, five, six months ago, and you said that you still had not watched that video. When are you going to watch this video of you winning the speaking competition? I'm probably never watching that video. You're annoying. You're very annoying. I am never watching that video. But that's an accomplishment. Like it it's is a an accomplishment. It's, it's definitely a reference, but like I don't need to watch it. That's for other people to watch. <laughs> okay. That is not for me to watch. That's crazy. So six months ago you ain't watch it. You just not gonna watch it. All right, that's fine. I'm just not gonna watch it. Like and the thing is, like, I would watch it. Don't the, the only thing I would ever watch if it's like I was on like a film or like a television show, and that's like and that'd be like because I have to watch it <laughs> like like just to see how the final product turns out because like when you do a film or television like you you especially like if you're not like the main star you're like a small part of like the whole thing so like you could be like doing your part or whatever but like the rest of the movie could be filmed or like somewhere else and stuff like that especially like big projects so yeah that's the only time i would ever watch a film is to see it see the the work in its totality um but yeah like i'm most definitely not watching that video <laughs> all that, right that's just not a thing and the reason why it's not a thing is because like i'm not used to my voice but i'm definitely not used to seeing my big afro just like on camera you did <laughs> have a lot of hair i definitely saw that video <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wasn't going to say nothing, but since you brought it up, <laughs> since you mentioned it, I'm going to just confirm that you did have a lot of hair. Like, I, yeah, like, yeah, like, I had, like, a whole, the, the afro was super, like, the afro was super big. Like, I'm trying to think about, I look like a, I look like that, that, that broccoli stand in, like, Walmart that you always pass. Like, if you don't go somewhere, that is not true. I mean, but, like, that's just kind of the move now. I see more Afros on campus now. Like, like especially, like, amongst, like, like black women. Like, like when I go to, like, certain, like, events and stuff like that, you have the black women in the front row with, like, the natural hair and everything. And they look like a, like a, like a raw broccoli. And so, like, I mean, like. <laughs> I, need a, I need you to give us a better reference because comparing us to broccoli, that don't, that don't do it for me. I'm not comparing y'all to broccoli. Let me stop. I'm just, I'm just, it's a little joke. It's a little joke. Like, shout out to the natural hair movement. Because I, I love natural hair. Get out of here. I love seeing natural hair, bro. Especially, like, bro, like, especially the braids, the locks. Like, y'all do so much with y'all hair, bro. 
Like it's amazing. Yeah, y'all do like a lot of uh, stuff with y'all, with y'all here. I'll, I'll compare it to like, I don't know. Some like, it's not broccoli. It's like a. It's definitely not broccoli. I know that for a fact. It's like, it's kind of like, I don't know what's like, kind of compare it to. Cause it's like it's so special. It's its own thing. It's its own thing. It's own thing. You can't copy me. We didn't went down. So many I compare, rabbit holes though. I compare myself to broccoli too. So like that's like I compare myself to broccoli. But you sitting here saying that you can't go rewatch the video because you look like broccoli. So was it really okay? Never mind. I digress. Anyway, <laughs> so um, I'm gonna go ahead and hit this. This is my last question, and it's a four three two one, and it's what I always do at the conclusion of my show. Um, and so this is not something that you like ponder on. You just spit. Okay. Oh, so I'm going to spin off the top of the dome. Yes. And it has to be concise. So like, okay. spit. Okay. okay, cool. I don't want you to think on it too hard because if you think on it too hard, like, you know, you philosophical, but, um, all right. So you are philosophical. Like you're a deep thinker. That's not bad. I'm just saying like, this is like a one, two okay, jab one. cross type of thing. Okay. All right, so four words that sum up your college experience. Okay. Um, challenging. Uh, uh, provoking. Uh, provoking. Uh, happy. And... Gratifying, gratifying. There we go, okay. Challenging, provoking, gratifying, happy. happy. Okay, I like those. That's a nice combo too. Um, but now you see why I said you can't ponder because you gotta just spit because if you think <laughs> too much, yeah. it's gonna sound like scripted. Also, like I'm tough with like those word things. Like, like one word <laughs> with my vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> see, but you had four. You did good. You did good. Um, all right. So three things that you would tell your younger self. Um. Uh, eat more broccoli. Stop <laughs> it. Too soon. <laughs> Stop. Um, definitely like uh, eat less meat, get more, get more sleep, and enjoy the little moments more. Enjoy what more? The little moments. The little moments more. You said eat less meat. Do you want to become a vegetarian or something? Yep. Oh, you do? Okay. Eat less meat, get more sleep. So... And then the third one. Oh, enjoy, enjoy the, little, the little moments. Yeah. All right. Um, and then what are two takeaways or like memories that you will always have? From like my college experience? Yeah. Ooh, that definitely like uh going to Africa. Um Okay. Definitely just like just a whole trip would just be a whole thing. Um I can see that. And I'm taking away also the thrill of challenge. The thrill of challenge. Yeah. Okay. And then the last but not least, of course, who is one person who has... Don't make that face. Nope. Don't ponder either. Who is one person that has um, impacted your college experience and how have they done so? Or in what Yikes. way? That's no hard. pressure. That's hard. That's a heavy hitter, but no pressure. That's, That's why it's less. 
That's tough. That's tough. It's funny because, like, even in asking you this, I can picture three people that you could name off top of your head, hands down. So I'm eager to see who you go with and why. See, that's the thing, too, because if I go, it's war, you ask oh. It's war behind this question. It is war. You ask it what? Oh, man. Oh. So go ahead and hurt somebody's feelings. I'll wait. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I do definitely be Bradford Hill. Uh, really, I love Bradford. It definitely be Bradford Hill. Um, really, like he took me under his wing and like kind of like showed me, like kind of like the way, basically, like how to like kind of like navigate like college and stuff like that. And definitely gave me like a lot of life lessons. He definitely like, like he's not like an elder yet, but he's kind of like he's like. Like a definitely like a mentor type of figure to me, so like he definitely like like I listen to Bradford. He has a I will say like for people who don't know him, I definitely can see why he chose him. Um, he definitely wasn't in the three that I just said that I thought you were gonna choose from, which is funny. What's the three? What's the three? Uh-uh, I ain't gonna play myself. So, but you got tell me the three. It's not. Tell I'm not about to play myself. Tell me the three. Okay, we. How about after this? Okay. I'll tell you the three after okay. this. Okay, but Bradford is he's young, but he has a very old soul and he has a wise spirit, and I think that that's why he's so relatable. Because as soon as you said his name, I'm like, oh my goodness. First of all, I didn't even know you knew him, um, but I can definitely see why you would choose him as the one person who's impacted your experience in a tremendous way. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to him. And shout out to other people, uh Trisha Jackson, Leah Campbell, uh Mike Giancola, uh who else it's so many people in the name. For sure, hands down. Um yeah, like I'm I'm gonna say shout out to everybody. Just shout out to everybody. <laughs> Make sure you check all the boxes. Just check all the boxes. It's it's safe to just say like shout out to everybody. Okay, well, I'm so happy that we finally got to sit down and do this. Yeah, it was so fun. It was fun. I just have to get out my thank yous on the mic in the episode. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me for this episode. Thank you for having me in your podcast, um, you know, way back when, um, and stopping by. I appreciate it. No, of course. Thank you, Deja, for inviting me to this podcast and inviting me to your podcast. And it's just been it's been an amazing experience, honestly. Like to be on the other side, being like talked to, or like ask questions or questions. You know what I'm saying? It's different for sure. It's different, but like I'm glad. I'm glad I had this experience. Happy to have you. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> Thank you. I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. I thank you for tuning in. Um, I'll be sure to include show notes in the description of this episode. Um, As always, be sure to share, rate, and review this podcast. And until next time, bye, y'all.